To gift or not to gift? That is the question. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The VoiceAmp player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoiceam and receive three months of VoiceAmp for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoiceam. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday VOpreneur. Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm really looking forward to this one because it's a subject that I actually do have a very strong personal opinion on. But at the same time, I love hearing what other people have to say. And I think that one of the most important things in your entrepreneurial journey is accepting the fact that your way isn't necessarily the right way. Your way isn't necessarily the only way. And that's one of the things that I have always prided myself on is being able to listen to, collect, and consider the opinions and the stories of others because we all have a different journey. We all have something different to bring to the table. So when it came time to talk about gift giving for clients, I knew I was going to have to reach out to some everyday VOpreneurs because I knew that I was going to need some counterpoints to my point. And so that's exactly what you're going to get in this episode. So I received an email, oh, I don't know, it's probably a month or two ago now from JJ. And he, he was asking me about my opinion or my thoughts on client gifts and whether or not that's something that I think is appropriate or, you know, what my whole feeling is on the subject of client gifts. And I thought, you know what, that would make for a great episode. And I'm glad that he brought it up and suggested it. So here we are doing an episode all about giving gifts to your voiceover clients. And I've got some great perspectives that I want you to consider. I think the most important thing when it comes to giving gifts is questioning your motive first. So as the holidays are approaching, you know, we're thinking about it. Do I, do I send Christmas cards to my clients? Do I send Christmas gifts to my clients? What's the right thing to do? You know, is there, is there a right gift or a wrong gift and all that sort of stuff? I think it all starts with questioning your motives. So many times I find voice actors that are doing the whole gift giving thing not necessarily from a place of sincerity. And I, and I don't mean to say that they're not sincere, but it always feels more like a, 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 like a desperation thing. Like, like we owe it to the clients because they gave us the opportunity to work. And so because they were so kind as to give us this opportunity to do this thing that we do, this voiceover thing, we owe it to them to return back some of that in the form of a gift. And that... I think is the completely wrong perspective. When you go to the mechanic and you go to get your oil change done or you go to get your brakes done or you have to go and get new tires, after you have finished your appointment at the mechanic and you have got your new tires or your new brakes or your oil change and you've handed them your credit card and made the payment 
for your new tires or brakes or oil change. When you come home, or maybe even before you leave the shop, does your mechanic generally give you a gift? No. I mean, maybe, but mine doesn't. Mine never has. And I've used several different mechanics over the years as I've moved around and whatnot. And I have never had one give me a gift because what took place was a fair value exchange transaction. I gave him the corresponding amount of money for the service that he rendered and everything is balanced out at zero. And so my mechanic doesn't give me a gift for getting my oil changed. You go to Walmart, you buy some groceries and a new pair of pants. As you're walking out the door, does Walmart take down your address so that they can send you a gift in the mail as a thank you for doing business with them? It's never happened to me yet at Walmart. Not saying it can't, just saying it hasn't. I fly a lot. I buy a lot of airplane tickets. Usually with a couple of different airlines. Spent many, many thousands of dollars in 2019 buying airplane tickets. Um, never got a gift from an airline for paying them for their service. And all of this is just to, to say, I want you to think about the perspective when you're giving the gifts. You have a client who has hired you for work, and maybe they've paid you a lot of money over the course of the year. And maybe we're talking about, you know, maybe there was a $1,000 job, maybe it was a $10,000 job, maybe it was a $50,000 job. And while that's amazing, you also have to remember that you gave them fair value in exchange. By doing the voiceover work that you do, you gave them fair value in exchange. And so sometimes I think that we think that the relationship is one-sided, like the clients are doing us a favor. But just remember that they can't do their jobs if you don't do your job. And maybe this is just a really long roundabout way of trying to say, I don't think that gifts are a requirement. That does not mean that you can't give them. I just mean that I don't think that it's a requirement. I don't think that there's an expectation there. I don't think that there should be an expectation there. And I think that if you are giving gifts from that perspective, that there is an expectation or that you owe it to them because they've given you all this work or something, then I think you're missing the entire point of giving a gift in the first place. So, question your motives. Why do I want to give this person a gift? If it's a client that you've got a really great relationship with and maybe you've been working with them for years and, and you know, you just want to say thank you, that's something totally different. But if it's a client that hired you for a really big job and you want them to hire you for another really big job and you think that the only way that that might be able to happen is if you give them a gift as a thank you for the work that they gave in, in hopes that that will stand out and maybe they'll come back and hire you again, then I think you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And so that's the, the main thing that I try to communicate to voice actors when they ask me about giving gifts. And so with all of that said... I want to turn to some everyday VOpreneurs who responded to a question that I posted in the Facebook group. I asked for people's opinions, giving gifts, yes or no, and if so, why? And I got some really great answers. And the first one, I think, is one of the smartest answers 
from a marketing standpoint. Listen to this story from Chris Ratliff. I send gifts to a lot of my bigger clients. And not extravagant things, just little things that create top-of-mind awareness. Things that are sitting on their desk, like pens, and sticky notes, notepads, desk calendars, even stress balls and koozies, all with my logo and contact information on them. So again, it's top-of-mind awareness. They need a voice for a project, and they're looking at one right there in their hand or on their desk. And yeah, it works. So for any of you that have spent more than five minutes being familiar with me and what I teach and what I do, guaranteed at some point in time, whether it was through a Facebook post or a free Advice Friday broadcast or a session that you saw me present at a conference or a blog post that I've written in the past that you've read, guaranteed if you've been around for more than five minutes, you have heard me talk about how important it is to stay top of mind with your clients. Here's the reality. Sometimes it's not the best voice actor that books the jobs. Sometimes it's the one that they're thinking about. Client is looking for a, a voice because they've got a project that they're working on and all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, you know what? I, I just heard from Chris last week. Let's just reach out to him because we know he's great and really easy to work with. And so they don't even go through an audition process. They just reach out to Chris because they're thinking about him. So what he says about sending gifts to sit on desks to create top of mind awareness, that goes right along with everything that I have ever taught about marketing. This is why you can't just send one email and then wait for the work to come pouring in. This is why you can't just simply send a connection request on LinkedIn and wait for the work to come pouring in. This is why I say that it is so vital that you never have a client that you haven't had communication with in more than three months. Because you've got to keep yourself top of mind. And so what Chris has to say is so valid. Think about things that are going to get your name, your logo, your branding, whatever, in front of the client on a regular basis. But make sure that it's something that they're actually going to use and not just something that they're going to throw out. And that's why I loved the stress ball idea that he talked about specifically. And I'm thinking, you know what? That's one that I might actually steal because, I, you know what? Okay, so at VO North a few weeks ago, the Global Voice Acting Academy had some really cool swag. They're handing out fidget spinners. My wife thinks that fidget spinners are the dumbest thing that's ever been created, and she will absolutely not let me buy one. And I think the reason why she won't let me buy one is because she knows that I would be playing with it obsessively because I'm a fidgeter. And so... GVAA is walking around, uh, David Toback from GVAA is walking around on the last day of VO North with a box of these fidget spinners and handing them out. And I was super excited to get one because, hey, technically I didn't break the rules because it was a gift. I didn't actually buy it. But that thing sits on my desk and I spin that thing for hours every day while I'm reading, while I'm thinking, while I'm writing emails, whatever. That thing is always in my hand. That was a brilliant little gift idea. That is something that keeps GVA top of mind with me. Not that I needed them to at this point. I'm very well aware of them, but it worked. So that's what I want you to think about. When you're thinking about gifts that create top of mind awareness, it's things that people are going to use every day that will help them always be thinking about you. So thank you so much, Chris, for that story, because that is a really great one. Now, to expand on that a little bit further, maybe to take that one step further, we have Ruth Kaufman. And she has done something incredibly unique, which I think also very much reflects the VOpreneur side of things. You're going to love her story. And this might be an idea that you want to steal, too. 
A few years ago, I was looking for something I could post on social media in addition to my acting accomplishments or other things, and I started taking pictures of flowers. More and more followers and friends were complimenting me on the flowers, either online or when I saw them in person, so I started raising the bar and taking even better flower pictures. I started looking for flowers that had insects in them or bees. This year I did a lot of butterflies, actually. And then it occurred to me that I could take the best of those pictures and start making calendars that I could give to clients and also to friends. So I called the first calendar Volume 1. I take all the pictures with my cell phone. I've had Samsung Galaxies. I currently have a 9 Plus. Now the bar is raised so high that it can be a little bit challenging to have better and better pictures every year and come up with a better calendar. And over the course of time, a few clients started asking if they could buy a couple. So I'm trying to figure out what to charge them. I definitely don't want to give them all for free because the calendars, which I order via Vistaprint, often when they have a sale, can be a little expensive and the postage can be high. So last year when people asked, I did just charge them the actual cost to me of printing and shipping the calendar, but I may add a little charge, not necessarily to make a profit, but even to compensate for the envelopes, which are not cheap and things like that, so that I'm not selling them at a loss. I actually went to an on-camera commercial audition a week or so ago, and at several different points while I was waiting to go in, different people came up to me and said how much they enjoy my pictures that I post on Facebook and Instagram. Some people now even ask me, when is the calendar coming out? I'm so excited to see what makes this year's calendar. So it's sort of become a thing, and I have already picked my selections for the 2020 calendar, and they just arrived in the mail. Because most voice actors are creatives by nature, chances are we have other creative pursuits, maybe creative hobbies, creative skills that come into play in our lives outside of strictly doing voiceover. Ruth happens to have one of those skills. She happens to have a skill for photography and a passion for photography. And it has turned into this really unique, fun idea that not only do her clients pay attention to, but they've come to expect it. And it's turned into this thing that has started to grow. It's it's becoming like a little side hustle for her. And so I think when it comes to gifting to your clients, something like that, something that is branded, something that is unique, something that stands out, and hey, I love it even better when it turns into a side hustle. I mean, that's really smart. One of the things that I always joke about with people is if there's a way to monetize it, I will figure it out. I've monetized every hobby that I've ever had and not even intentionally. It just, you know, that's just the way my brain works. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm always looking for the next great idea that I can turn into a side hustle or some kind of business. And I don't think that that's what Ruth set out to do, but that's kind of what it has grown into. And I think that's really smart and really unique. And I love the fact that she's taking these pictures and turning it into something special and something memorable. And I love the fact that she's always in competition with herself now, trying to trying to one-up herself every year, which I think is, is really fun too. So that's another perspective to consider. Do you have hobbies? Do you have other artistic or creative pursuits that you participate in? Do you have other side hustles that you participate in? And is there a way to tie that into a really unique gift? 
for a client, something that speaks on a more personal level. Because I think that is really, really important too. And that's exactly what Shane talks about. This is probably one of the most important tips when it comes to giving gifts. I want you to be thinking about how it speaks to the individual. Yes, we can all go out and we can get our branded pens and we can send out those branded pens and and make really great use of those types of things like Chris is doing and creating gifts that are sitting on clients' desks and that are getting used and creating top of mind awareness. But if you really want to make somebody feel special in a different kind of way, if you want to make another whole next level connection, then personal gifts is where it's at. And I think that Shane Wilson tells a great story on how to make that happen. Let me start by saying that I only do this for my top four to five clients each year, the ones who spend the absolute most money with me. When you're doing the homework on the companies and potential clients that you're looking to attract, you know that Mark preaches that personalization is everything. You're scouring their social media, their website, any Google returns you get on them, and other places to find out what they like to do outside the studio or the filming location or wherever work for them is. So I take that, along with things that inevitably come up in our ongoing communications, and apply it to the gifts I give to the handful of folks who have given me the most work each year. So say they like the outdoors, get them a gift card to REI, or some other chain sporting goods store. Or, if in your communications you know that there's some sort of local sporting goods store they like to do business with, get them one from there. If they're a foodie, Give them a gift card to a favorite local restaurant of theirs. If they're a sports fan, maybe some autographed memorabilia from a player for their favorite team. Now, I have a great auction site where I can get stuff fairly reasonably, and it's authentic. So if I were getting something from Mark, it would obviously be something signed by one of the Boston Red Sox. Personalization and localization in gift-giving to clients will go a long way in getting you at the top of a client's mind and keeping you there. Find out what your top clients love and give them something that will speak to them in a more personal way. This comes back again to what I teach in marketing. Taking advantage of the information that has been put out there by your clients, by your leads, by your prospects, everything that they share in social media, through their websites, all of that, to get to know them a little bit better, to make more personal connections with them. And if that's what you're going to do in your marketing, then it only stands to reason that you would do the same thing in giving gifts because every aspect of that relationship that is more personalized is just going to make that relationship grow. And so I think what Shane says is so important. No matter what you are deciding to do, you find a way to make it personal. And Ruth was doing something personal because it was pictures that she had taken and a calendar that she had made. And so that makes a personal connection ultimately to the people that are receiving it. Shane is flipping it around and he's trying to make it personal to the specific individual. And I think both of those are really smart ways to go about giving gifts If you are going to give gifts, don't just send stuff out for the sake of sending it out. Send stuff out that is going to leave a lasting impact. Send stuff out that is going to make a memory. Send stuff out that is going to be useful. I don't do a lot of gifts. I don't because I know that I'm providing a valuable service to my clients and I know that they respect that. I know that 
Rather than getting a gift from me, they just want to know that they can count on me to deliver the voiceovers that they need on time and on budget and hassle-free. And so that's what I do. But every once in a while, a client will do something like maybe a client will make a referral for me. And I respect that because that's over and above our regular relationship. And so, you know, I've sent gift cards that I know are to stores or to brands that they enjoy or that they partake in. You know, Starbucks gift cards can go a really long way to making somebody's day if they love Starbucks. And so when I'm able to find that out, I'll do something like that. And so I think that making it personal is really, really important. I had to turn my furnace on recently. And that's not something that I was particularly happy about because it was literally like the first week of October and I felt like it was too soon. But then I remembered, oh yeah, this is Canada and it gets cold and it's going to stay cold for quite a while now, like until next May. And I know that I'm not the only one that suffers through that, even though maybe not everybody lives in Canada. So what is the solution to those long winter months? I want you to keep yourself warm with a Beopreneur or a voiceover hoodie. I love these hoodies. I wear mine all the time. You see me wearing them in Free Advice Friday broadcasts and videos that I do on Facebook and YouTube. I love wearing them out in public because they become a really great way to spark conversation. Somebody sees the hoodie and says, well, what, what's voiceover? Or somebody sees the hoodie and says, what, what is a Beopreneur? And it gives me an opportunity to have a conversation with them. And I know that this works for other people because I hear stories from voice actors all the time telling me about the conversations that have been triggered and the leads that have been generated as a result of their voiceover or VOpreneur hoodie. So as the cold winter months approach, now is a great time to order yours. And I want you to know that you can do that at VOpreneur.com and then from the website, click the shop button. VOpreneur.com click the shop button and you can order your very own voiceover hoodie, your very own Vopreneur hoodie, and there's also tees and other designs there as well. Vopreneur.com, click on the shop button. Vopreneur.com, click on shop. Now back to our show. Now, let's talk about making it personal from a whole other level. When you are in love with your brand, because you've created a brilliant brand, then everything becomes about your brand. And that's kind of what branding is, right? It ties everything that you do together under this common theme. And Tracy Wilde has a brilliant brand and she's done some amazing things with it. You got to listen to this story. Um, I had the pleasure of working with Celia Siegel and Beyondo Studios to bring my vision to life from my brand, uh, and actually my brand spoke to me so completely and creatively when I got done with the process that I knew in my heart that I wanted to just brand everything that would touch the client throughout our entire growing relationship. So that is where I went a little crazy. I went letterhead, business cards, thank you notes, birthday cards, congratulations cards, holiday cards, and thinking of you cards, which kind of can go like sympathy cards or, hey, I haven't talked to you in a while, just was thinking of you kind of thing. Anyway, they're all branded in my special way. They're all each a little differently, like the holiday cards. Um, 
I didn't put, you know, Merry Christmas there literally for holiday, you know, for all occasions. My birthday cards on the inside say, hope it's a wild one. I know. Um, And they all have at the very bottom on the inside, they have my website. But they're all yet a little varied. So, you know, my brand is, you know, kind of wild. So they have that wild theme. But it helps because you don't have to go out and worry about playing catch up this way. Any touchstone, if there's a baby born, congratulations. If there's a wedding, congratulations. You're prepared for whatever your client might have going on in their life. And you're going to grow with these clients. That's sort of the whole goal, right? Because you're going with them. You're building your client list and you guys are going to go along this journey together. Anyway, you already have a box of whatever you might need and whatever your business needs too. So that was my thinking. I didn't want to play catch up. I wanted to be prepared. And I'm in this for the long haul. I've been doing this for a very long time. And when I wanted to just go out there and jump in and get my brand and label it. I wanted to jump in and and do it all the way. So there you go. That's what I did. Branded everything from business cards to birthday cards and all points in between. I mean, that is so smart. That is, that's marketing gold right there. That's the goal that we should all be aiming towards, to be thinking that far ahead. I love what she talked about, that she just wants to have something that she can go to so that she doesn't have to try to figure it out or come up with something at the last minute. So if a client has a baby or a birthday or a promotion or there's a holiday or whatever, she's got something that she can dig into her box and she can send. And it's branded, but she can personalize it because it's not just a generic postcard or a generic card. She's actually writing messages, leaving notes, and doing something that is leaving a lasting impression. Not only is she implanting her brand into their brain, but she's also making that personal connection with them because she took the time to write something. I landed my first agent because I sent a branded postcard with a personal note. And it wasn't even asking her to be my agent. I was simply writing a thank you note because of something that she had said at a conference that really stood out to me. And I just wanted to say thank you. But rather than sending it in an email, I took the time to handwrite a postcard and send that postcard. And that really stood out to her. And that ultimately started the conversation that led to me getting signed. And that's exactly the kind of thing that that Tracy's doing. She's standing out. One of the things that has happened is we've, we've gone through this culture shift now because in 2019, everything is digital, right? Everything is text messages. Everything is Facebook Messenger. Everything is email. It's Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn, and, and it's all digital. And going to the post office or having the mailman come to your house, whichever, depending on where you live, it's really not all that exciting of an experience anymore. Because generally speaking, it's just spam that comes in the mail. We all get our bills online now. We all pay our bills online. So when we open up the mailbox, it's like, oh, yay, another flyer. So when I get a piece of mail now, I notice it. When I get an actual piece of mail, because it happens so rarely, that really stands out to me. And that's why I think it's really smart what Tracy's doing, because she's taken it out of the inbox where everybody else is communicating. 
she's put it into the mailbox where hardly anybody else is communicating. And so that's a really, really smart way to do it. And I thank Tracy for taking the time to share that story with us. So now that we've talked about gifts and I've given you a few different perspectives to consider, not only in questioning your motives of why you're sending the gift in the first place, which I think is so important, but then if you're going to send a gift, you know, what are some of the strategies that you need to consider? You want it to be personalized. You want it to be branded. You want something that creates top of mind awareness. All of those things are so important. But there's one other perspective that I want you to consider. And this is one that a lot of people probably don't consider. In fact, it's something that I hadn't even thought of until Brian DeSette shared his story. So most people who know me know that I've been an entrepreneur most of my life. I mean, starting back to, you know, 10 years old and shoveling sidewalks and mowing lawns. And even back then, um, at the holidays, I would give gifts to the people I worked for. I would give gifts to my customers and my clients. Fast forward to when I was 15 years old in, uh, in high school, and I started my first business with a friend of mine. We decided to start a baseball card shop or a sports card shop. We rented a, a small display case in a local drugstore, and three, four days a week, we were in there buy, selling, and trading sports cards. And even then... I at the holiday time, if we had a customer that we knew had been good that whole year, if they came in, maybe we'd give them a candy bar or, or a free pack of cards or something like that. Obviously, you know, we were high school kids. We didn't have a lot of money. So, of course, obviously, when I went into my voiceover career, I, I kind of took that with me. Same thing. Yeah, every year around the holidays and, and not always Christmas, I try to change it up. Maybe I do Thanksgiving gifts or Halloween gifts or something like that. So it's not the same all the time. But at that time of the year, I'd look at my top four or five best customers and, and send them something. Usually just, you know, something small, maybe a small gift card or some swag with my logo on it uh, so they'd remember me. Just little things like that. And a couple of years ago, it was at the time my biggest client ever, my my first ever national commercial. So obviously when it came to that time of year, you know, they, they were very happy with my work and, and hey, we can't wait to work with you again and, and really loved it. So that time of the year, I decided, hey, let's let's send them a gift. And we have a local candy shop in town that one of their specialties is something called chippers. They're chocolate covered potato chips. They're amazing. If you ever come to the Fargo Moorhead area of Minnesota, North Dakota, you got to try some chippers there. They're absolutely amazing. But I decided to send this client a, a small box of chippers and a, and a small gift card to a coffee shop that was about a mile from their headquarters and just kind of sent it off and forgot about it. Went back to my my daily grind and a couple weeks later, I actually got an email from my contact at the client and, and the email very clearly stated, he goes, for future reference, our company does not allow tips, gratuities, or gifts. I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> I, I did not know that. I apologized and, and just kind of forgot about it. And about a month later, was getting time for another project and I just sent an email, hey, if, if you need me again for this project, I'm available. And they responded back uh, the same day. Uh, we decided to go in a different direction. No notice, no nothing, no warning about it. I can't say for 100% for sure that it had to do with that. I mean, if I broke some corporate policy, I went back and looked over contracts. There was nothing in there about gifts or gratuities or whatnot. And I don't want to tell people you should ask someone if you can send them a gift because that kind of defeats the whole purpose of sending a gift. But maybe we're going that way with some of these bigger clients with these corporate policies and, and lawyers making all, all those decisions. It might be something to, to think about. I'm just saying, I'm still going to give clients gifts, but I'm going to definitely think think a little harder about it, maybe do a little more research, and maybe even have to ask permission before I send someone a gift. Prior to this episode of the podcast, if I had told you that it would be possible to lose a client over a gift, would you have believed me? That's something that probably 95% of us would never even think about. It just, it wouldn't cross our mind. I mean, who gets upset about a gift? But then you listen to Brian's story, and all of a sudden you're like, well, wait a minute. 
I can see how that would make sense. I could see how that would be possible. So think about the industries that you are working with and whether or not that could be a conflict. If you're working with attorneys, if you're working with military, if you're working with law enforcement, or if you're working in political, those are industries where there could be a potential conflict in sending a gift. They might not actually legally be allowed to receive a gift because no matter how innocent your intentions were in sending it, it might still be able to be perceived as a bribe or a payoff, which is something that I would have absolutely not even thought about until Brian mentioned it. But as soon as he mentioned it, I was like, dude, why haven't I ever thought about that before? So that's one more perspective that I want you to consider. And that's actually the perspective that we're going to leave this off at. At the end of the day, you're going to have to decide what works for you and what works for your business. And maybe there are clients that are absolutely deserving of some form of token of appreciation. And if you're going to do those tokens of appreciation, I hope that you do them in a way that makes them effective. Put a little bit of thought into it. I mean, think about yourself. What are the best gifts that you have ever received? Are they the random gifts that somebody grabbed at the last minute off the shelf of the dollar store or Walmart and stuck in a mailbox and sent it to you? Or are they the ones that actually speak to you in some way because it's something that you love, something that you've really wanted, something that you do, a hobby that you participate in? We all know that the best gifts are the ones that make those kinds of personal connections. So try to find ways to make similar connections. While simultaneously finding ways to keep your brand top of mind with your leads, with your prospects, and your clients. But know that a gift should never be sent as an obligation. Know that it should never be sent out of a place of desperation. And know that it's not something that is owed. Because the fair exchange of value comes in the client giving you money in return for the valuable service that you provide. And a gift is just something extra. It's that, that cherry on top. But before you send it, think about Brian's story and whether or not it's something that you should even be doing in the first place. Guys, thanks so much for checking out another episode of the podcast. And I want to say thank you especially for taking the time to share this one. As the holiday season approaches, this is something that is going to be on the minds of a lot of voice actors, and I think there's a lot of really valuable information in this episode that needs to be heard. So I'd invite you to click the social share buttons on this episode page at vopreneur.com and share this episode on your Facebook stream. Share this episode on your LinkedIn feed. Share this episode on Twitter so that other people in your network have the opportunity to benefit from the valuable information that has been offered. And I want to especially say thank you to Chris, to Ruth, to Shane, to Tracy, and to Brian for taking the time to share your stories and giving us some really important perspectives to consider. As always, you can listen wherever fine podcasts are given away for free, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. And you can listen anytime at vopreneur.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, 
you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The Void Sam Player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoicesam and receive three months of Void Sam for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoicesam. And see. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more VOPreneur goodness? Jump online at VOPreneur.com.